0: Hey there, Heather Creekmore here. Thanks for listening to the Compare to Who show. I'm glad you're here today. Maybe you're listening to us on the Edify app. If you are, it's a great place to find podcast that will build your faith and inspire you and compare to who. Is so excited to now be on that app. If you don't have the app yet, search for the Edify app in the Apple Store or in the Google Play Store. Today we've got a great show for you. We are in our new series for January, Resolutions that will truly transform your life. Now I know a lot of you have given up on resolutions. And I think for the most part, that's probably good because there's a good chance your resolutions were like my resolutions, which were how much weight I needed to lose, how many hours I needed to spend at the gym every week, what body part needed to be firmer, what healthy practice I needed to put in place so I could get clearer skin or all those things. Yeah, I know you've done it too, because I did it and I have a feeling I'm not alone in this. But today and all month long, we are talking about resolutions that can truly transform your life. Some people call them spiritual disciplines, but I didn't think that was so catchy. <laughs> so we're talking resolutions. And today my guest is Barb Ravling. I tell you just a little bit about her. She's a retired homeschool mom of four. I aspire to be a retired homeschool mom of four. <laughs> Someday I will be. It's the I life. Pray. I can see it is the life. <laughs> She's a Christian life coach. She's the author of six books and Bible studies, including Freedom from Emotional Eating and the Renewing of the Mind Project. She's also the host of the Christian Habits podcast and the Taste for Truth podcast, where she helps people break free from their strongholds and grow closer to God. Barb, thanks for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. New year, new you, right? You see that everywhere. It makes me cringe. (laughs) It really does. I mean, I know most people that use it mean it well, but I just feel like, I mean, I know I tried to reinvent myself almost every single year,
1: right? (laughs) I used to make a long, long list of goals in all categories of my life. And Mm -hmm. usually the only goals I would fulfill each year would be the recreation goals. Uh, (laughs) I'm getting better in my old
0: age. You know, it's hard. It's hard to stop and do things differently, isn't it? It is. And I think where we can go today is talking about how we do that. Like, how do we do things differently? And it all starts in seeing and thinking about things differently, doesn't it, Barb?
1: Well, it does for me because I'm not a person who has a lot of just natural Mm self-control. I mean, it seems like some people out there, I've watched other people. I think, well, those guys are so good. They say they're going to do something and just do it. Mm -hmm. But I think even if you're listening and you are one of those types of people, first of all, I wish I were more like you, (laughs) but um, we all have some areas of our lives that we want to change and we can't change. Mm -hmm. So it might be, you know, letting go of a negative emotion, it might be doing a habit, um, There's just so many things we'd like to change, but in our own strength, we can't do it. And those are the areas of our lives where we need to renew our minds and change the way we think. So it's the only way we'll be able to do it.
0: Yeah. So let's, let's just start basics. Okay. Maybe someone listening today, renew your minds. Like, where does that come from? What does that even mean? Can you help us just, let's start at the beginning. What does that mean? Where does that come from?
1: Okay, well, it's one of those things, you know, we always hear and we think, oh, renew your mind. It kind of goes in one ear and out the other. Mm-hmm. We don't even think about what it means. But um, the Bible talks about in several places, probably the, the most known verse is Romans 12, 2, where we, Paul talks about being transformed by the renewing of the mind. But the renewing the mind is changing the way we think. So we start out looking at life from a, a cultural standpoint, or maybe we're looking at it from the way, you know, our family that we were raised in looked at it, the way our friends looked at it, the media looks like at it. So we're looking at life in all those different directions. And what we need to do is look at life from a biblical perspective. So we're, we're taking off lies, we're, we're putting on truth, we're taking off what we learned growing up. On what we learned in the Bible, and this whole new way of, of thinking of things, it, it fuels our emotions, it fuels our desires, and ultimately that fuels our behavior. So if we're trying to start a new habit or stop a habit without ch- changing the way we think, it's going to be almost mm-hmm. impossible because we have all those thoughts driving us to do life the way we used to do it back yeah.
0: last year. <laughs> yeah, and and well, it seems like you know, I mean, habits are really easy to fall into, right? You know, I mean, if we're trying to make a new habit, you know, you put all this energy into it and it feels really hard, but there's so many habits that we just kind of naturally slip into like maybe getting home from work and turning on the television, right. Or getting home from work and going to the kitchen and eating all the things (laughs) because uh, and I think you actually talk about this. I saw on your blog or maybe it was on your podcast about like the transition time. Right. Right. So, so there's, there's so many of these habits that we just do that we're not planning on. So I, I think as we start a new year, the transforming of your mind, the renewing of your mind, it sounds like this is a way that we can be more intentional about those maybe better habits (laughs) that, that we want to start. So- how would this work say in terms of helping someone who maybe struggles with body image? Because I know there may be a few people around this community that have that struggle. How can renewing our minds help us as we battle body image?
1: I love that question because a lot of times when we think of habits, we think of habits of doing things or not doing things but habits can also be emotional habits and with body image a lot of times the emotion we get into is we might you know condemn ourselves or we might be envious of other people so some of those body image habits are emotions and so if we want to change that if we want to you know let go of those negative body images. I mean, our natural reaction is to do something, right? Mm -hmm. Get on a diet, lose that weight, and then we'll look so perfect, we'll feel good about ourselves, right? Uh, And or even doing practical things that are helpful, like not spending as much time on social media or not clicking on articles about fitness or diet, or because those can kind of contribute to the obsession of feeling like we have to look perfect. But another way we can go about it is to start a renewing of the mind project for body image. Mm. And if I were going to do a renewing the mind project for body image, I would commit to renewing my mind every time I felt bad about my body. Mm. So so maybe I'm stepping on the scale and I, I look at the weight and I think, oh, I can't believe I weigh that much. Okay, I need to go renew my mind because mm. I'm condemning myself for how much I weigh. I'm I'm defining myself by how much I weigh. Or I see something on social media, one of those super skinny, cute little people. And I'm looking in there saying, oh, I look so terrible. So then I go renew my mind, I get off the social media, I renew my mind. So basically, anytime anything happens in our lives, where we're thinking, I have to have a perfectly skinny body, um, or I'm terrible, or people won't like me if I'm overweight. Those are the times we renew our mind. And some days that might not happen the whole day, but other days, maybe it's going to happen three times during the day. Mm-hmm. So try and renew your mind before you go to bed. Cause that's when those thoughts are freshest in your mind. Cause we have to be able to capture those thoughts right. in order to
0: change them. Right. Right. Okay. So let's make it even more practical you say, go renew my mind. How do I do that? Is that something I chant? (laughs) Like What what do I do, Barb? Like practically, like if I just open my Bible, chances are it's gonna go to like Leviticus and that's not gonna have the right words for me. Maybe it will, but chances are Leviticus might not have anything that speaks to my struggle with the scale what do you mean? How do we, how do we do this? Okay. Well,
1: I love that you brought that up because we could say whenever we read the Bible, if our minds are engaged, we're going to renew our minds. Mm -hmm. But when we're trying to conquer a habit, whether it's an emotional habit or to do habit, we need to do specific renewing. So Mm -hmm. we need if we're going to ha- use the Bible to renew, we need to find a specific Bible verse that's going to help us have the right attitude, but we can also do it. I have so many different ways to renew your mind on my website, com. Uh, you can just look up the top tool, renewing the mind tools. And there's lots of tools, but I'll just say a couple of them. Um, one is I have an I Deserve a Donut app and it has a whole emotions section. So you go into the emotions and there's all kinds of questions that I ask you. Um, kind of help, uh, bring out the lies we believe and change our attitudes. So that's a super easy way to renew your mind. Another thing I talk about is truth journaling. And so with truth journaling, we look at the lies we believe we'll actually write them down. So I might write down three things I'm believing, then we'll write down the truth and we can do that in a minute. Um, but before I, t- we talk about that, I, there's, I just want to talk about, there's a kind of big picture mm-hmm. view of renewing your mind and a small picture. Okay. So big picture is what does the culture say about body image mm-hmm. and what does God say? So mm-hmm. culture says, Oh, life's about being skinny. It's super duper important. What does the Bible say? Bible says, No, um, it really doesn't matter how you look, it, it matters who you are on the inside. God cares mm-hmm. more about the inside than the outside. So we can We can renew our mind by just kind of lecturing to ourselves. Mm -hmm. We can walk around and and talk truth to ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that'd be like free form. Uh, We could just say, hey, this is what the Bible says. This is what what the world says.
0: This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play, or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I app.
1: I did this for a few days in a row. It was super effective. I'd get out of the shower and I'd say something like, if everybody in the world were to stand up and say, Barb, you're so fat, I can't believe how terrible you look. God would look at me and he said, she's great. I love her. Mm -hmm. She's Mm -hmm. unique. She's wonderful as she is. So it sounds silly, but it's like speaking truth to yourself. So so you believe it. And even on a, you know, the big picture level, practical truth. Okay. If I was going to star in a rom-com, they might care how, what I look like. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm 62, almost 62 years old. (laughs) Um, They're not going to want me in a rom-com. right? (laughs) Um, But my friend. They won't care what I look like. They're mm-hmm. not going to care if I'm skinny, if I'm overweight, if I'm beautiful, if I'm not beautiful. So maybe even drilling that truth into our mm-hmm. heads that most people don't care. And if they do care, they shouldn't care. Right. Yeah. And well, if they do oh, go ahead. Yeah. Well,
0: I was just thinking, you know, you're, you're absolutely right. And I've had this conversation with so many people just even recently, like what we really value about our friends is like kind of how well they love us, how kind they are, yes. right? Like those kind of things. And I mean, it kind of goes back to like the old, this is super cliche, but you know, the the high school scenario, right? Where you've got like the hot cheerleader girls, but they're mean, you know? And like <laughs> at the end of the movie, you're like really happy when, you know, they get, I don't know, hurt or like goo dumped on them or something like that. Right. Like that's, that's kind of a, that's a pretty, like, that's a scenario you see played out in so many television shows, so many movies. Right. But like, the nice girls are the ones you'd actually want to be friends with and they don't necessarily look like the hot cheerleader girls, but it doesn't matter because you can see that they are, you know, a better friend, but yet somehow, I mean, I, I know the enemy gets into the heads of women and convinces them. I mean, I have gotten emails from women who wearing a size eight thought they were too fat to go to church that no one would like them wearing a size eight. Okay. So just, you know, just, so just to show like the, the level of deception and evil and convincing that the enemy is capable of, in terms of making us believe that no one likes us unless we look like one of those hot cheerleader girls. And I mean, and it's funny too, you said your age, Barb, I mean, you know, I'm 47 like I don't look like a twenty-year-old anymore, right? <laughs> but but the enemy somehow can still be successful at convincing us of no matter what we age, we are that we should still look young and hot, and you know, like whatever whatever model in our head. Is of uh, that young and hot, you know, because maybe, maybe young for me is looking more like 35. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, but the enemy still gets in there and, and deceives us with that. And so I think, I think that's an important point. You know, it's, it's not what we have to offer in friendship and it's not how we choose our friends. But when the enemy tells us that, it's time to renew our minds, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. It's time to renew our minds when that happens. And I, I think some of those lies really are picked up in school. Mm. I mean, if you go back to the hot cheer- cheerleader, mm-hmm that little cheerleader was insecure. And so if she um, rejects you based on your looks, it's probably because she felt like she needed to have people who look like her to kind of bolster her status because in high school, nowhere else in life is it like this. Mm -hmm. But maybe high school and junior high, it's like, you know, skinny. There's a little popular group, but at least I haven't found that to be true in regular life. Maybe, maybe other people have. Yeah. Maybe it's know, just Montana, but I don't see <laughs> it
0: here. <laughs> I, you know, I don't. I don't know. I feel like the high school scenario plays out oh, over and over again. I've seen it in churches. Uh huh. I've seen it in homeschool communities. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, I even I worked someplace once, and it was mostly men, and. So women intentionally, I am 97% sure intentionally did not give me the information on how we were dressing for a certain event. And it was kind of like a more semi-formal event. So they showed up in like cocktail attire and I had on, you know, just pants and a sweater or something. And I was like, why did no one give me this information? So I don't know. It's, it's funny. I, I'd love to hear from listeners like, Hey, do you see high school playing out? Or has this been a problem for you again? Cause I think that'd be an interesting question to tackle, but we're getting, we're,
1: we're, we're drifting, too. we're
0: drifting off of oh, the yeah, point, which, which happens <laughs> fabulously. And I think, I think it's fascinating, <laughs> but okay. So you were talking macro level, renewing the mind is right. just, just to recap, like taking what culture says and really applying the gospel to it, right? Like preaching right. the gospel to ourselves, worth and value don't come from our weight, worth and value don't come from the scale. You know, we have to remember. And you, I loved your shower illustration because I was thinking, you know, for, I think my initial response, right. This is where like renewing my mind has been important for me, but coming out of the shower and saying, even if everyone else on the planet thinks I'm a fat slob, I know God doesn't think that like, that would have been hard for me, Barb, because I think I would have been like in this wrestling match between, I don't know. I kind of care what everyone else on the planet thinks. And that's, that's (laughs) been, that's been an area where I've really had to do some hard work to recognize, okay, this is a problem with what I believe about God. Right. Because Mm -hmm. do I really believe that God's opinion is most important? You know, sometimes I'm just to face, okay. You know, you guys know that I like to get real and go there, like just to face that truth today. Do you believe that what God says about you is more important than what the whole planet says about you? I mean, that might be one area to start. Just get, get your mind around that as you renew your mind, because it's true. I don't think any of you would argue that it's not true, but it's hard to believe, isn't it? I don't know. Have you ever struggled with believing that Barb?
1: Oh yeah, I think definitely. And I'm thinking too, that some people also feel like, um, God thinks you have to be skinny mm, for you yeah. to love. Cause I've had women tell me, I feel like God can't love me until I lose mm. weight. So, so with all those areas, yeah, it's caring more about what God thinks, um, believing that God loves us no matter what. Cause we don't, if we feel like somebody doesn't love us, we don't feel close to them. Right. And even though they really love us, I mean, we can do that with uh, spouses, friends. If we're feeling like they don't love us, we're not going to feel close to them. Right. But also, I mean, it's also practical truth because yes, all those people could reject me and and God wouldn't care. I mean, God would still love me. But the other truth is, all those people aren't going to reject me. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it's, it's a very slim <laughs> percentage of the public that are going to judge you for your weight. And do we want to cater to that percentage right. of the culture? We don't, right? We right. that's a objectifying. Women, I mean, men get it too, Except they need to be studly, not skinny. Mm -hmm. It's objectifying people, and we don't want to cater to that.
0: Right, right. Yeah, I love that. I was actually just talking to a friend last night about how to reframe that whole how we see other people, too, because I think the way we view other people, like those instant thoughts we have about other people, be they, they could be good or bad, right? Like, wow, she looks great. But that kind of shows like where we're still at in our hearts, <laughs> right? Like that's, Oh, that gives her extra value. She's got extra points because <laughs> she, she looks really good today. She must've, you know, done something different. Right. And, and just kind of struggling with that. And then this is like, I'm going down another rabbit trail here, Barb. <laughs> but, but. I I do a lot of writing for a pro-life organization and thinking about this and somewhat of a pro-life issue, right? Mm -hmm. Like if we really believe that all life is valuable, right? If we're really advocating that all lives have a value, you know, because, because of God, because of Christ, right? then for us to look at other people and kind of just kind of secretly decide, oh, she has a little bit more value because she looks like she has it all together and weighs a certain amount. And she might not have as much value because she looks like she's struggling and doesn't weigh a certain amount. Like that's anti-life, right? Like that's kind of, that's, that's different than what we say we, we believe. And so anyway, that's, that's my rabbit trail, but, but renewing your mind, I think that's an important part of it, right? Like, like, how are you viewing people? And maybe that's a point where, and you have those thoughts when you see someone and those, you have those secret thoughts, <laughs> you, you kind of stop me like, oh, whoa, well, well, wait, what do I believe about where value and worth comes from? And and yeah. go back. God, and yeah, some of ahead. those
1: secret thoughts would come from the family you're raised in. Mm-hmm. Some, some people have them and not everybody has mm-hmm. them. Like some people just naturally don't judge people because of their weight and other people do. So if, If you do um, think about, you know, what, what do you, or they'll judge them for something else, Mm -hmm. you know, think about what are you believing that makes you judge them. And you can renew your mind about all those things too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's good. That's good. Okay. So we did the macro level. Take us to the micro level.
1: Okay. So the micro level would be a situation um, where you're feeling insecure about your size. So we could do any situation. Um, Can you think of one, anything that you'd like to do, Heather?
0: Uh, well, we just had the holidays, right? Okay. So maybe a lot of people feel like they gained a couple pounds over the holidays. That's a pretty common lament, right? So you get on the scale and I don't necessarily recommend that for a lot of my listeners, but let's say you just couldn't resist. You got on the scale and you see, Ooh, the holidays were fun. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, what do you do?
1: Okay. Here's something I might've thought back in the olden days. I am so fat. I can't believe I gained all that weight. I'm such a fat slob. And then I'd know what I'd ended up with. Can you think
0: of any thoughts along there that you might think? Oh, well, see, I would, I would spiral from how fat I was to action. Like what I need to do about it. I need to not eat today. I need to start, oh. like, I need to make sure that I'm in the gym an hour every day from now on. I can only have a calorie deficit day for the whole month of January. I'm not going to eat sweets until, you know, my birthday in July, like I, I, I go to extremes of like my planning and plotting. And, and most of the time I could only make it to like lunch. Right. If I weighed myself in the morning, like by lunch and I'd be like, well, that's kind of hard. Maybe I'll start Monday. Monday. <laughs> <laughs> right, so but- funny. So see, this shows
1: how different we are. This shows how different people have different thoughts going in their heads because mm-hmm. I just be thinking how bad I am and like, oh, well, how I can't do it. I might as well give up. And then you'd be thinking, I need to do this, do that. And so <laughs> fix the, the problem. The <laughs> thing is both of our thoughts would probably eventually lead to the refrigerator. Because mm-hmm. you wouldn't be able to do what you set out to do. And I probably right. wouldn't even try because I think it'd be way too hard, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I love that. I love that you gave your example. So let's just so so let's say um whatever we were gonna put down, we'd number them. We give each sentence a number. Okay. Okay, so I need to not eat today. Okay, what's the truth to that? The truth is if I truly don't eat today, I'm going to end up being so starved by supper that I'll eat like crazy, <laughs> I'll pig out tonight and I'll be right back where I started. Mm-hmm. So the truth is that I need to eat a reasonable amount today and I mm-hmm. need to just continue to, you know, follow my regular boundaries. Uh it, you know, if I just work slowly following my boundaries, eventually that weight's going to come off. Mm-hmm. And of course that also involves your approach to weight loss. Um, if you're, you know, you're doing three, if you're doing non-diet boundaries versus diet, but. Um, so that would be example for that. Cause. With your thoughts, um, they're encouraging you to to starve yourself and do something drastic. Mm-hmm. So there's practical truth, biblical truth. That's really not a, a biblical sort of thing. That's more a practical thing. The practical thing is if you starve yourself, it's just going to make you want to eat more because you're going to be so hungry, right? Right. Does, does that make sense? Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I've lived that too, Barb.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've never been. I've never wanted to starve myself because it sounds mm. too painful. <laughs> Um, okay the next one is i need to be in the gym for what an hour a day or co- couple hours couple hours a day whatever so
0: what would be a truth for that what do you think you'd write for a truth for that one yeah i mean i i think the truth is that exercise is not my penance for eating like that god created yes. my body to move and exercise is enjoyable and good but when i make exercise the way i can you know, it's an unhealthy way to use exercise, right? To I mean, it's, it's really, it's a it's a form of disordered eating is to you exercise bulimia is kind of what it is, right. Where you're that's trying to good. exercise to burn off anything you've eaten that you didn't want to eat or whatever. And so I'd say the truth there is that's not why God created exercise. Like I don't have to punish my body because I, you know, because I ate certain foods, like I can move and I can still be free to exercise without the burden of, you know, meeting that crazy, really unrealistic <laughs> objective of trying to burn everything off.
1: I love that. And what happens on a practical level? If someone exercises too much, cause I actually don't know what happens.
0: Yeah. I mean, so interestingly enough, I mean, you know, our, our bodies are smart, right? Uh-huh. And, and so a lot of times just what I saw working in gyms, uh-huh. like you're, you you do not actually lose the weight you think you're going to lose by exercising too much. And in fact, sometimes, especially depending on what age you are, sometimes you can actually start gaining weight when you start exercising more. And some of it is your body is just like, so hungry. You are kind of, it's making you eat. <laughs> more than you want to eat because your body's like, Hey, I can't take this anymore. And so it kind of has a reverse effect, but yeah, I mean, physically overdoing it, it causes adrenal failure. And that was something that I faced in my life. I mean, my adrenals, when I hit my early forties were like, yeah, we're done. You've, we've, you've had fun (laughs) over-exercising for 25 years, but we're done now. So yeah, it has, it has real effects heather here is the compare to who show blessing you well then there's nothing nicer you could do for us than to leave us your five-star review leave a review on spotify apple wherever you get your shows not sure how to do it Go to, to me slash podcast, scroll to the bottom of the screen, and you'll find out all the information on how to leave review. Thank you so much for considering supporting the show in this way. And hey, while you're at compared to take the free body image awareness quiz, download the free walk to lose the weight of comparison, walking workout or check out any of the hundreds of articles available on the site to encourage you in your journey with body image and comparison. Thanks for listening. Check it all out right after this episode, of course.
1: Okay, so you could say all those things in the truth. Mm-hmm. The more truth you write, the better. So the yeah. lie you can write down is just be one sentence. Okay. But the more truth you write, the better. So you're gonna be writing practical truth that will help you stop believing you have to go exercise for a couple hours Mm -hmm. a day. And what you said at the beginning, that would be enough because that was perfect, but um, you you could add more truth if you want it. Or I could say when I start to exercise too much, um, it becomes compulsive and I make Mm -hmm. an idol of it. Mm -hmm. So for me, I'm way better. If I make boundaries with exercise, Mm -hmm. you can't exercise more than an hour a day, unless you're Mm going to go climb a mountain or something Uh or go on a hike or something. Uh Um, And the same thing with sweets. I might say this, for me, it'd be more eating sweets. I might say um, my life is better if I eat sweets either in a real small amount or, or not at all, because if I eat too many, I start craving them all the time. And then I mm-hmm. eat them all the time. So see how you're kind of mm-hmm. speaking truth to yourself. And some of it's practical, some of it's biblical. Mm-hmm. So don't, you don't worry if it's, if it's, you know, biblical or not, if you think of a Bible verse, write it down. If you think of a scriptural principle, write it down, but sometimes it's just practical. Yeah. So either one works. And then I can't eat sweets until July. And this (laughs) truth that we put for that would be different for different people. Uh So one truth might be, um, realistically, I know that I will eat sweets before July. So Valentine's
0: Day, baby, Valentine's Day.
1: (laughs) So so I'm better off continuing on and eating sweets in small amounts, Mm -hmm. just getting back on track. But if I go into starvation mode and say no sweets, then I'm gonna binge on sweets. Mm -hmm. So that might be my truth. Oh, and then another truth might be, um, I don't need to get rid of sweets altogether to, to lose the several pounds I gained over Christmas. I just need to keep eating in control and I'll be far better off if I just don't punish myself, but keep walking on in regular life and lose that slowly. Because if I beat myself up, I'm going to go into binge mode in punishment. So accept the fact that, you know, I'm a few pounds overweight. What percentage of, um, The world, let's just say the Western world, or let's just say America. What percentage of America gained a few pounds over the holidays? (laughs) I don't know, but I'm sure seventy percent. Yeah, I don't know. Eighty percent. It's high. So this is normal (laughs) behavior. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing I'd say is all the things that we think of doing in that situation—going to the gym, giving up sweets, starving ourselves—none of them give us the fruit of the spirit. And self-control is the fruit of the spirit. So if we want to the fruit of the spirit, what we need to wake up and say, you know what, I'm weak in this area of my life. I don't Mm. have as much self-control as I like. So I need to renew my mind more often. Mm. Um, I need to renew my mind throughout the day. Whenever I am beating myself up for what I weigh, whenever I'm feeling like I have to be perfectly skinny and whenever I feel like eating outside my boundaries. So that's, what's
0: really going to change us. Yeah, that's good. And I just keep thinking, you know, like even all of my lies, well, all of my all of my reactions, I guess you would say. You know, underneath all of that is is really it goes back to that macro renewing your mind, right? Because underneath all of those compulsions is is probably what they are, is is the truth that what is driving me is not that I'm already loved and accepted by by Father God, (laughs) right? And, And that he said he loved me so much that he sent his son Jesus to die for me. That's not what's driving it. What's driving it is I need to get back to a place where I feel valuable and worthy. And that is this weight, you know, that is this size in my jeans. And, and, you know, it's, it's the premise underneath that is faulty. And so, you know, that macro level, renew your mind, boy, (laughs) it comes into play even in the micro situations. Don't you think? Yeah.
1: Well, yes. And also, Another thing that might be driving you is one of the things I said that I would be believing, and that's, I'm such a fat slob. Mm -hmm. And the truth is, you know, first of all, those are two different things, fat and slob, slob Mm -hmm. kind of like (laughs) a messy person. Uh So the truth might be, you know, my house is a little messy right now, whatever. The chances Mm -hmm. are I am not a fat slob. I am, well, actually for sure I'm not a fat slob because that's defining myself by, What I do are characteristics Mm -hmm. rather than who I am. And the truth Mm -hmm. is, I'm a beloved child of God. I'm uh, his workmanship. And I am a person who is X number of pounds overweight. And X is a variable. It's not an exact number, right? (laughs) So I might be a little on the heavy side or I might be 300 pounds overweight, but that doesn't make me a fat slob. I could be 400 pounds weight, right? So compared to the person who's four hundred pounds weight, I'm skinnier. So it's a continuum. It's not mm-hmm. fat skinny. It's a continuum, mm-hmm. and and it's just a it's just a characteristic. And yeah. it's a, and some people like that. I remember when I was back in my overweight days. All I all my friends were tall and skinny, mm-hmm. and I felt short and fat. And I thought. Mm-hmm give me some short fat friends. I'm tired of all these tall skinny friends. So, you know, some people funny. are intimidated by skinny people. So <laughs> even when you look at, at that perspective,
0: mm-hmm. got,
1: we have to get that idea out of our head that we have to
0: be skinny. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cause again, we objectify ourselves just like we objectify others. We objectify ourselves. So again, if, you know, if our ideal is, you know, Skinny people are intimidating, or I want to be skinny so I can be an intimidating person, (laughs) which I've had conversations like that before. Um, you know, it's it's objectification, right? Like it's missing that that macro, that macro level of no, we all have worth and value because of Jesus. So I love that. Okay. Any other practical tips for renewing our minds? Like go to plate like scripture memory or having scriptures written out, any of those kind of tips that you would recommend?
1: Yeah, I definitely recommend having like maybe three Bible verses um, written out and memorized that you can meditate on them. Like and that. when you meditate on them, I actually have a podcast on how to um, meditate on scripture and a blog okay. post, but it's really kind of pulling that verse apart and thinking about every aspect of it and just how it applies to your life. So, So if you really think deeply about it that is a way to renew your mind. Cause when you renew your mind, you have to take off the old, put on the new. So mm-hmm. as you're meditating on scripture um, let it take off all those old ways of thinking and put on the new. So it's a really active thing to do. And I, yeah. you know, I think Bible study. Um, but like, like you said before, there's just certain, certain passages. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's good. Yeah. When I coach women, we come up like before we finish coaching, like we try to come up with a crisis plan. So like the spiral starts, what do you do? And I, I relate it to um, meal prepping, right? Because why do you meal prep? Well, you meal prep because when you're hungry, like really hungry and you go to the fridge, you're going to eat all the things, right? You're not going to like think through mm-hmm. what you're eating because you're, you've passed, <laughs> you've passed uh-huh. the point of, of rational thought, or at least that's the way I am, right? And so like what we try to do is we come up with, okay, what are the verses that you need? What are like the worship songs that you can listen to? What are the podcast episodes mm-hmm. or sermons? And I ask my clients to have those queued up, like ready to go. Like it doesn't take you more than two or three clicks with a finger to find those things. Because once you start spiraling, oh, guess what? You're going to (laughs) get the spiral goes so quickly that trying to think, okay, what was that verse I liked again? Where was that? I mean, you're not going to find it. You're not going to remember the name of that song. You're not going to remember which podcast episode helped you most. So, so yeah, I love that. And I think that's all, all part of, of, of just being reasonable about our battles, right? You got to know how to fight your battles. (laughs) And if you don't, you're trying to fight without weapons you lose.
1: (laughs) right? I would also say, try to fight before you go into the spiral. Mm,
0: Yeah. So if we, yeah, yeah, if we
1: renew early in the day, as soon as we first start getting insecure, then we can get over it. But if we wait until we're in full spiral, I, I really think it's, it's so hard to get out of it. I mean, you might be into a position where you might have to say, okay, I'm just gonna wait till tomorrow. Tomorrow will be better because Mm -hmm. it's really hard to get out of it once you get that full blown. I also think it's interesting, you know, if it's something like social media or something like that, that's putting you into the spiral um, or just say from an anxiety viewpoint, the news, Mm -hmm. it would be interesting as an experiment to go on social media or news. And every time you look at a new screen or a new post or article, write down what emotion you're feeling, Mm -hmm. then go to the next one. What emotion am I feeling? Because I think what happens is we go through all those things. We have all those negative emotions coming in, but we don't process any of them. Right. Because we're just flipping from, you know, screen to screen. So I think that could be another exercise too. And also like, if you have something coming up, if you have an intimidating event coming up where, you know, you're going to be in a situation where you're, you're going to feel insecure about your looks. In the morning, renew your mind about it, Mm -hmm. or before you go to the gathering, renew your mind about, or or pray um, First Corinthians four to seven for the people at the gathering. Mm -hmm. Before you go, that's another thing I used to do back in my more insecure about my appearance days. Is uh, I'd pray that before I'd go to gatherings, and that way I'm focused on loving people, so I'm not thinking so much about myself or how I look. I'm focused on
0: loving people at the gathering. I do that in the car on the way over, so that that's another idea. I love that. That's so good. Well, Barb, you have a brand new Bible study coming out this month on the book of James, which is one of my favorites. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, I'm super excited about it.
1: It's uh, it's each it's 20 lessons, and it'll be a Bible study. It'll be really great for good discussions, for drawing people close to each other, and for growth. Every every lesson. Um, whatever portion of scripture we're covering, I have a chance to let you apply to something that's going on right now in your life. Like it could be a temptation, a trial, um, a relationship issue. So you kind of work through whatever's going on in your life with each Bible lesson. And then those are kind of interesting things too to discuss my son and his wife and a couple of their couple friends are doing it. So as like a young married study, I've done it with some of our, couple friends and uh, women's groups have tried it. So it's good for personal study
0: for one-on-one, you know, like disciplining situations or for groups, small groups. I love it. That's awesome. And, you know, if you're watching or listening today and you're just like, okay, I heard you talk about the, you know, importance of being in the word this year and that that should be one of my transforming resolutions and, oh, but Heather, I just don't know where to start. Hey, check out Barb's Bible study because I think James is a great book to start in. I mean, James is just super practical. Um, You know, don't, again, don't try to start in like Deuteronomy. (laughs) Okay, like like James is a great place to start. So check out Barb's Bible study when it comes out this month and maybe get some friends together. I mean, accountability, friendships, group study is super helpful if it's hard to do on your own. It's a good way to start establishing that habit. So check that out.
1: (laughs) The other thing, the other thing too, about the James study is I wrote it um, when I was having, when I was kind of bored in my quiet time. So I was like having a hard time engaging my mind. And so I thought, I'll just ask some questions and that'll engage my mind. I did. And I, I actually wrote it for myself first. So if you're a person who has a hard time making yourself do a Bible say, and gets bored easily. This is another helpful one for that.
0: Oh, that's so awesome. I'm excited. I'm excited for this. And I think if you're watching or listening today, this could be great for you. I think you'd enjoy it. Well, Barb, thanks so much for being on the show today. Can you tell everyone where they can connect with you?
1: Uh, You can go to my website, barbraveling.com or either my podcast, Taste for Truth or Christian Habits podcast. Love to have you come over there. And there's lots of Renewing the Mind tools at my website.
0: Awesome. I hope you guys will check it out. The links to all that will be in show notes. So, Barb, thanks again for being here.
1: Thank you for having me. It's been great to be here, Heather.
0: And thank you for watching or for listening today. I hope something in today's episode has helped you stop comparing and start living. compared to who is a proud member of the spark media network now featured on the edify podcast app you don't have the edify app yet grab it now in the google store in your apple store edify is a place to find all kinds of awesome and inspirational content check it out today Your time is valuable, so skip straight to the good stuff. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for letting me be a part of your body image and food freedom journey.
1: Our world can feel chaotic and uncertain, but we don't have to live enslaved to fear. Christ has promised me and you his peace, and throughout scripture has provided powerful tools and practical steps to help us experience greater freedom. I'm Jennifer Slattery, lead host of the Faith Over Fear podcast, inviting you to join me and my team as together we learn how to starve our fears and feed our faith. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com or wherever you access podcast content.